If you are an estate agent, letting agent, or someone who wants to know what's happening in the UK property market, then this, the UK property market stat show, is for you. My name is Chris Watkin, and each week I am the main presenter of the UK property market stat show, and I'm joined by someone big in the property game each week. And it doesn't come much bigger than Brian Mansell, boss man of Gazeal, a, a firm that helps estate agents with their fall throughs or uh, mitigating that. But we're not here to help sell Gazeal, even though it is a bloody good product. Um, <laughs> but he is ex-countrywide. Uh, he run one of the biggest regions for countrywide. And what he doesn't know about estate agency is not worth knowing. Uh, Brian, thanks for joining us today. Back again, I think, for your fourth or fifth time, I think, is it? Yes, yeah, it is, yeah. It? As all, I think I can't remember, I've lost count, but it's always good fun to do this. Have a bit of banter, look at the stats. There is something else that actually, since I last appeared on this, I've had a, I've had a unique insights more so than most people into a state agency because I've actually been helping an agent with some sales progression, believe it or not. Wow, there you go. I have to be careful what I say today because I normally get into trouble for uh, doing your show. So nothing wrong with that. So, boys and girls, uh, we're here to look at week thirty-one of the twenty twenty-three property market. Week twenty, week thirty-one is from uh, Monday the thirty-first of July to Sunday the sixth of July, inclusive. We will be looking at where we are year to date, comparing year to date to other years, and also comparing the week standalone. We will be looking at the national figures. We will be looking at the regional figures. In the last 15 minutes, we'll be focusing on a town or a city and really deep diving into that town and seeing who the main players are in that estate and uh, letting agency game. And for the purposes of this show, because we go for a different town this week, we're going to the town of Cheadle, which is in South Manchester, um, a, a beautiful satellite town of, of Greater Manchester. And uh, we like to mix it match of where we're going. So we'll go and have a look at what the, the agents do there. So, Brian, shall we deep dive in and go and have a look at what's been happening in the property market? Here we go. Get our trunks on and dive in, shall we? Well, as always, we always start with the listings, and you should be able to see the listings on your screen there, mate. And um, this week, we as a country listed 31,741 properties. The running average is 32,904. We'll just flick, quickly flick through the graphs, and then if there's anything that needs, uh, needs to be said, then we can just have a look. The uh, listings year to date, we have now broken the 1 million mark. So we have uh, put 1,020,029 have properties have come onto the market since the 1st of January in the UK. The average price of a property coming on the market, 412,500. And there it is as a week standalone. So there we go. Let's talk about listing. Thoughts? Yeah, good. I mean, reasons to be cheerful. I think we we talk about, I mean, there just seems to be more and more press coming out about crisis and, you know, all the negative doom and gloom national stuff that obviously, as we know, um, most people know these days that um, good news doesn't sell newspapers or internet subscriptions, bad news does, um, fails do and, and so on and so on. So this, should, this um, little piece of media that you do is very important to, um, to, to correct um, and level out what is actually happening on a daily basis. You know, most reporters and most media sources don't track it every single day and have the and work within the industry every single day. Obviously, we do. You and I do, and and all the people hopefully watching this do. Um, and so we've got a much more accurate view. And it is not doom and gloom. It is not crisis, as as people have I've read headlines this week. Um, you know, the bottom line is there's plenty of houses coming on the market. Um, and house house prices and houses are worth 45 to 50 grand more than they were pre-pandemic. So uh, we've said, I think, many times before on this show, both, you know, most of your guests that, you know, comparing the market to the pandemic years is probably inaccurate um, because it was a freak event. Um, so looking at the comparisons as we do here with the pre-pandemic market, it's looking pretty good. Good stuff. Um Let's move on to price changes. And the we've had 22,925 price changes. That's running at a rate of, um, on a monthly basis, of, of 
changing the price on about 13% of our stock, which is higher than it was at the start of the year when it was around 7 or 8%. So the number of, of price reductions is, is rising, um, and the average price of a property being reduced is 383,000. That's interesting because the average has been over 406,000 for the year. So that obviously shows that the lower price properties, and again, London does screw the figures up slightly, is um, are being reduced this week. Anything you want to say on this one before? Yeah, we... there is. Yeah, there's something that um, some interesting, interesting data that I've been looking at over the course of um, the last few weeks and months about price reductions. And you know, I've I'm, I'm all, I've always been an advocate of you know accurate pricing as best you can. And of course, when you list a house, you don't or it's very difficult for an estate agent um, with a limited amount of time to do their research, to do the actual physical inspection of the property, you know, to get getting the price right because you know it's uh, it's a challenge. What I would suggest uh, and really uh, push forward is that if you've got lots and lots of price reductions, you are in some ways tempting further you're tempting gazundering once you've got a deal because of course one of the pieces of information that the agents are very keen to um provide buyers is oh this property price has just come down or it's been reduced or it's been adjusted what you've got to remember as an agent is you are plugging into the buyer's mind here that this seller has reduced their price therefore is potentially open for further reductions and what you've got to be very careful of is that once your sale starts at whatever price you've negotiated, there are people who are very price, buyers are very price sensitive, they're shopping around. If they are going into a sale with the mindset of this price has come down, you've got to be very careful they're not going to try and find any way they can to chip that price and chip that price and chip that price in the months to come before you get to exchange. So... The emphasis right now, if I was running an agency and the advice that I give to my fellow agents that um, that ask me for it is when you are booking in a valuation, an appraisal appointment, you, the, the, it's never been more important to get an understanding of the seller's price point as early as you can, ideally before you go, so that your research then is to back up your recommendations when you list it as this should be the price, not the price you think. So pricing more accurately, more realistically from day one has always been a very difficult thing because quite a few agents go into an appraisal unaware of or, or not completely clued up as to what the seller's expectation is. So understand your seller's expectations on price, what they believe the market's doing before you go, I don't think has ever been more important than right now. Fantastic. Fantastic. Great advice there. Let's move on to sales. And you should be able to see the sales screen now. Yeah. And um, as you can see here, that sales, gross sales, we are on 21,119. The running four-week average is 21,487. And the, um, the, the long-term average for the year is 22,220. So again, if you'd have, I'd have taken this at the start of the year with the news that's been thrown at us, you know, it, okay, we're, we're looking at, if we looked at, and we are going to look at net sales in the pandemic on net sales, but on gross sales, we wanted to strip it out. You can see there that we are running somewhere in the order of around 90% of what happened in 17, 18 and 19. Mm. Which, if you think about it, not bad, considering. Yeah, like I said at the very beginning, it's, it's not crisis stats, is it? No. Oh. Uh, not crisis stats you know the um the challenge is how quickly are we achieving a gross sale from the property that we've listed and of course if you're not pricing accurately or you're not getting the property price down if you're unable to and, and you, you get the property price down quickly enough as i've said before then you are going to struggle because you're going to extend the amount of time that this liability which is what a property is to an estate agent initially because it's, it's a cost it's not a uh, it's not a profit yet um becomes a profit on exchange and an asset on exchange but it is a cost liability and it's staying longer on your books. You want to get that off your books and into the bank as quickly as possible. Um, year, but, to date, year to date gross sales. And what is particularly interesting is, is that 23 has now overtaken 17 for sales, yeah. which didn't, doesn't feel like it, but it is for gross sales. Uh, 2020 is obviously is catching up because we had those two months where nothing happened in the market. 
Um, and these are almost normal market, Chris. I remember vividly many, many years ago in agency days in, in my in various um agencies I was working with, we would always, you know, the standard minimum standard we would look at for um for performance was a 60% sell-through rate of properties if you had the pricing, you know, accurately. Now I appreciate that we've had 80% and you really want to get a hundred percent, but that's quite unrealistic. So anything north of 60% on a selfie rate is a normal kind of market. And that's, and gross, that's gross sales. Gross sales. And that's exactly. Look, so there you go. Look, there's a million there. And six, um, yeah, and I think, hold on. I'm not, I'm not sharing my screen there, am like I? A million, million instructions here today. That's, and there there's, so. there's your million for your gross sales. And if we bring it back 60. So actually we are doing oh. quite soon. We're at 65, 65, 66% there. If you compare, just go back to those listing stats annually and compare the numbers. So if you've got you've got 739 on 1046 and 2018, 1065. So we're not far off what we would consider to be much better markets back in 1819. So that's that's you know, again, reasons to be cheerful. Good stuff. Good stuff. And again, I think it's we the human the human brain, the sorry, the human doesn't like uncertainty. That's one of its biggest fears. And I think where, with all that news and noise that are in the press at the moment, it can be very guilty to go down into that, you know, into that vat of ever decreasing circles. Yeah. It is hard work out there as, a, as an estate agent. But if you can, yeah, if you can just get back to basics, I don't want to sound like John Major in the 1990s, but get back to basics. You know, we, are, we have come away from an order taking estate agency where it was just a case of bring it all in, we'll sell it. And actually get them on at the right price at the right fee and then actually get it sold with good and good vendor management to get the price down if you have to just overcook it slightly you know and again i keep banging on about this but why the hell isn't the value we would put the house on the market doing the price reduction or the vendor contact that you should not be giving that to little floss who's 23 years old who's wet behind the ears it's your responsibility to just run your own stock am i speaking out of school there no no not at all not at all all right, I'll get back off. I'll get back off my my soapbox and carry on. The average price of a property sale agreed is three five one. Last week it was three five three. Week before three five five. The week before that three six one. And the running um, yearly average is three five nine. Th this figure is not stubborn, but it is very very level, isn't it? It's just it just that's the average price and and we're going to come on and talk about the difference between the average price of a property coming on the market versus the one that's actually selling. Um, and it just shows you that the lower price properties have a higher propensity to sell. It doesn't. Yeah, well, they, they absolutely do. And it's a, there's more volume of lower price properties than there are of higher price properties, obviously. So it's unsurprising. Um, you can argue, but I'm, I'm going to you know make this statement without any facts to back it up. So happy to get shot down on this. Um, you know, is the middle market that we're, we're talking about here more susceptible to higher interest rates, to higher inflation, to you know, it's a, a more of a squeeze on cost of living. Is there more forced sales than perhaps before? Possibly. Um, so it's not surprising that that is the stock that's that's, that's selling. Um, Good stuff. Right. So that's the number of sale agrees in week in isolation, which again, I think it's important to see. And again, we really cannot compare ourselves to 2020 when there was nearly double the amount of houses selling. Um, we'll come on and look at that, what that actually looks yeah. like on a year-to-date basis in a second. Um, this is the number of sale fall-throughs, and you can quite clearly see on the left-hand side of this graph here that the number of properties that were falling through in Q4 after the wonderful budget of uh, Lady Truss and Quasi uh, Kwatang, we were falling through in the order of eight or 9,000 sales a week. So yes, we've been hovering around this week at 6,150. And the week before it was 5,900. We'll come on to the percentage now. The percentage of fall throughs at the moment this week, 28.8%. Isn't it interesting, though, that you asked 100 estate agents how many sales fall through? I, I saw a post. In fact, it was a post about Gazeel uh, this morning by um, by that wonderful agent uh, in Knight Edmonds um, mm -hmm. in, um, in Baidstone. Yeah. And, it, you know, the he he looked at different sources and some said 30 percent some said 35 some even said 40 the the long-term average is 28 yep. percent uh, 20 sorry 24.28 is the uh long-term seven-year average of sales that fall through but even at that i mean i think his fall through rate was seven percent wasn't it 
Yeah, it's, it's actually just a six point something, six point eight, six point nine. But so yeah, we're, we're, we're picking, we're picking, we're picking <laughs> from Alex's post. Um, the magic thing is this: is that still, even at twenty eight percent, we are much, much lower than we were in quarter four, aren't we? So I should... yeah, we were, but Chris, we were bound to be right because you know, this country and the housing market reacts like most markets do very quickly to uncertainty and, and news that came out and we had a you know a cataclysmic event of this mini budget that, that you know with Liz Truss and Quasi Kwartang that caused the markets to panic not just the, and then of course the ripple effect came straight into the housing market immediately and caused and people tend to you know vote with their feet and panic it's settled down um and we are like we've said before on some of the other stats and I hate to say this about this particular stat but we're kind of back to normal in a way um yeah, we're, sli we're slightly above the yeah we're slightly above the long term average. As I said, the average is around twenty five percent, and the average for this year has been um, twenty four point seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but still, still too many. It shocks me. It's too many. It's always been too many, and you know, I say, um, you know, let's not talk about it on here because I'll probably end up, you know, having a lie down in a dark room straight after this because three years every day for three years i've been trying to promote to estate agents to do something about it and only a small percentage of them do and those ones deserve to be recognized because they're, they're doing something about it for their customers they're just not accepting this and, they're saying, and again we're not we're not you know but the bottom line is boys and girls and i just want to say this is this is that the two big things that you can do to really shorten that average length of time from 19 weeks to uh, so you cut your fall throughs and you you speed up your sales is this number one reservation agreements will cut your fall throughs down to single figures uh brian's firm does that we're not here to advertise and there are other firms that offer reservation agreements i have to say that for the for impartiality and the other one is this and it shocks me is outsourcing your sales progression will take off seven weeks of your sales progression okay the the outsourcing uh the outsourcing firms there are a few of them out there. Most of them are actually pretty spot on. We'll get your sales full, uh, we'll get your sales through in 12 weeks. That's what they're all running at. And you're doing it in 19 weeks. And it comes yeah. down to no, yeah. I mean, Probably. you just said at the start, you said at the start, Brian, that you're doing some sales progression. Uh, we as an industry are truly shocking at it, aren't we? Mostly. Well, look, you know, here's controversial comment from me as usual. Um, I think that irrespective of how quickly your clients want to move or you want them to move you're in the hands of the right solicitors or the wrong solicitors they are the people that will determine when you move the people that i've been dealing with and i'm not going to name any names um there's been some exceptional i mean in in the transactions 10 of them that i've been personally helping one of our agents with i've had a mixture of conveyances the factory conveyances the small con independent conveyances uh, and there are some truly exceptional people in there, but it is all down. The speed of your transaction is down to two factors, your chain and your choice of conveyancer. It is nothing, it's got nothing to do with your own personal desire to move quickly. You're in the hands of the lawyers to a certain extent. And if you've got a mortgage and you're in a certain part of the country that have delays on searches, doesn't matter how fast you want to move you will only move as fast as these components will be put together. So the more, if you know this as an agent, if you know that your part of the world is slow, then get stuff done before you sell the house. Then you will have less of a challenge when you come to getting the transaction. And that is helping your customers, not blindly leading them down a path, you know, uh, you know a rose-tinted path saying everything's going to be great, sticking them in front of two conveyances you're getting massive referral fees on that don't really care. And then worrying why you can't get responses and you can't get inquiries raised quickly enough and you can't get answers back quickly enough and complaining about them. It's your fault. You've got to research the people you're working with if you want to get the deals through quicker. Interestingly, I, I challenged someone on, well, you can only go as quickly as the per the slowest solicitor. And I was, and I challenged that, that, that person. They said, no, because if you've got some good solicitors in the chain, the, the solicitors in the chain will actually listen to each other more than agents ringing them up complaining. And the second thing is, is in the vast, vast majority of places in the UK, search times are not an issue so much now. It's just simply down to the choice of solicitor. And... Yeah. 
okay and you know if you're taking a bung sorry commission i've got a problem with that but if it's you know why take 200 quid if it's going to f up you getting your full grand fee yeah it's so short-sighted it's unbelievable anyway let us get back off our soapboxes brian get yeah. back to the Rooney's because that's what we're here for so the number of fall throughs this week 6105 the running weekly normal average for all weeks in all the last seven years 5229 so now we come on to net sales and net sales is the number of gross sales that you have in a week less the fall throughs from your sales pipeline so if you sold 10 houses this week and you have 100 properties in your pipeline and two of them fall through then you've got 10 two are fallen through so two as a percent two is so then the net figure is eight isn't it 10 minus two and there is there is a graph that i think most people look at and we are now putting ourselves in with 22 21 22 and 20 20 21 and 22 can't get get my <laughs> interestingly see how different how not not that much different okay it's four or five thousand that that the 21 and 22 were compared to now compared to the out of this world rocket ship of 2020 which is you know firing off here the white dots that you can see on the screen are the average of 17 to 19 and we're presently running at 91.7 percent of net sales year to date compared to the average of um 17 18 and 19 thoughts well my thoughts are you know I, i've I probably have said on this show at some point in the past about the good old cabinet that i used to i still work i still operate with in terms of you know mentally looking at the fact the figures so from the stats that you've shown we've got three key metrics here we've got the number of listings we've got the number of gross sales and the number of net sales okay so what you've just shown is and I'm just going to dumb the numbers down for my purpose, and but also for to make it easy to understand. You're putting 100 properties in your for sale drawer, right? Of those 100, you're putting 60 into your sales drawer. And of those 60, you're putting 45 into your net sales drawer. And then we'll see the and that's the ones you expect to exchange. So actually, from the starting point, you're only putting into the bank potentially 45% of what you are actually listing and putting on the market. So what are you doing with the 55? We focus, we spent, you talk about sales progression, et cetera, and you're right too, but we tend to focus on those numbers. What's happening to the, the, the larger chunk of our business that nothing's happening on? We're making no money on. What are we doing about those properties? What are we doing about those customers? What are we doing to motivate them to to achieve their goal of wanting to move. And I appreciate they don't all want to move, but most of them do. Um, what are we doing? And that's the question I'm going to leave with the, your audience. What are you doing about the larger amount of business that you're doing nothing with? That's not making you any money because it's costing you money to bring it to the market and do your social media on and run your videos on and fly your drones around. That's cost you money. What are you doing about that? Or do you just accept that that's, you know, the biggest amount of business uh, is what we don't do you know there's a plenty of quotes you can find online um one of the things that i used to love when i read richard branson's book all those years ago when he first wrote it is the most important thing in business is to know why people don't do business with you because you know why they do but why don't they and that's what you want to find out why aren't you converting those listings why aren't you selling these houses why aren't you doing business that's a critical thing for a business to know wise words any tips and advice for agents on what they should do it's all very good saying that what you should be doing uh, of course yeah of course i mean there is no magic wand on this because you're dealing with someone who's moving home or thinking about moving home and some people so looking at their commitment when they first come to market how committed are somebody are they prepared to do something like for example provide you with upfront information provide you with you know a legal pack or or, or show a sign that they want to do that when they list that's an early indication of someone's commitment. What is their motivation to move? What are they looking for? What's their onward going to be like? And what have you genuinely done to try to help them find something or complete their onward moving journey? Because if you're just focusing on one part, one half of that journey, i.e. their sale, then you're 
you've got a fifty well, percent chance of it actually happening. I would say they probably a lot of valuers just focus on getting the listing and moving to the next one because yeah. that's what they want is listings, listings, and you know they they want the affirmation that someone loves them. Yeah, if they, quite possibly. If they, if they can't be bothered to do their own sales, um, their own um, vendor management to get the price down, then it's quite obviously they're in it for kicks for the kicks of the listing because they want. Yeah, but what to tends to happen, Chris, is you're absolutely right. Is we focus on the listing, we focus on the sale, we don't focus on the customer and their journey. And if you only focus on half of it, then you're going to struggle. Well, that, that's why I believe that there's a big chunk of estate agents that think estate agency serves them. And we yeah. are there to serve our customers. I think we forget about that. And again, let's get back off our soapboxes because uh, we'll get told off by the by the uh, the Wokies. Uh, bless them. We'll just whiz through. So net sales this week, if that doesn't look so great. But again, we've talked about we, that's that's weak, weak in isolation. But we've talked about the mitigating factor that we're not a million miles away. We're 91% year to date. And looking at a week in isolation is not is it can be dangerous. The um, average difference between uh, so this week four hundred and twelve is the week is the price that of a property coming on the market, whilst three hundred and fifty one is the average price of a property being sold. So therefore, the difference is seventeen point three. That has been hovering around the seventeen or eighteen percent mark for most of this year. Okay, the average has been. I'll just have a quick look. The average has been somewhere in the order. I've got it here. The average has been 20.13. Okay. Only half your screen showing for some reason. I'm not sure what's happening. Very good. Only half of your screen was showing then. I'm not sure why. Okay. Let's pull it back. There you go. Is that better? No. Hold Just on. The headline of the graph on the screen. Oh, there we go. Yeah. There That's we go. Better. Okay. Good. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we'll just have a quick whiz on these. Uh, these, um, I don't, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of these fans, but uh, these graphs, but I know you are. So, anything you want to add on this? No, it's like we've said before, and obviously, you know, it's increasing. People are getting stuff on and they're getting the price down as quickly as they can. And because we're doing that more, of course, as, as we've done over the last four or five years, then that is uh, obviously why that stat is so high. Um, <clears throat> try and get the price right as quickly as you can is the key. Okay, so let's now move on and look at the national stats. Um, hold on, there we go. So we'll go full screen on that one. So hold on. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the can you see that? Is that a bit better? I appreciate that these are not the cleanest of graphs that you can see because of the way the, the resolution. The magic thing is this, you can download all of the charts that you see in this show if you go to YouTube, look at the description, scroll down to the bottom, there's a link there and you can download them and look at them. If you could almost have them on a separate screen looking at them. The magic thing is this, green is good, red is bad, okay? So you can quite clearly see here as we go out that the number of price changes has been quite clearly rising because you've got that on that line here. The number of uh, new instructions across the top. We had a peak in June and we're now down. You can see here we were listing 35, 36,000 properties a week. We're now down to around 32, 33. The uh, number of sales, as I said, we had much better weeks in the around the Easter time where we were selling 26, 27,000 a week and now we're down to 21. But that number has remained pretty stable since. Brian, I'm just going to plow through these because uh, we've, you know, these numbers have generate the graphs that you've already seen in the show. I'm just going to now plow yeah. through the, the, the regional stuff. Um, just jump in if you want to see anything. We always stop at London because obviously, you know, what the London people are like it's a different country and they like to be treated nicely and differently. So we start off with the East Midlands, and again, everything you, what you'll find is this: is that most regions are running at the same rate in terms of what's a good week, what's a bad week. So again, you can quite clearly see here that the price changes have been really good in the latter uh, part of in Q2, as opposed to our. Uh, which is the green, this green line here. And then the fall throughs have been rising as well. Again, an important rate is the fall through rate. And in the East Midlands, that's been running around late 20s. East of England, very, very similar. And we'll just spend, there's inner London, um, again, a law to itself. But at the same time, the tonality of the colours is very similar to other areas. Again, because of the nature of people watching this on phones, or, or and also zoom not recording at a high resolution you can download these to your heart's content and we'll just whiz through these and there's no, nothing really here that's jumping out going end of the world stuff um 
we'll now move on and look. Some of these stats are quite good. You know, if you really want to get into some detail with certain customers, then they're actually reasonably good to show an overview of what the year's done. I mean, you know, can, some of the people that I've met when I was listing houses, you know, you get some that are like, just here's the keys, put the house on, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> we like those people. Um, but there are a few that, you know, are actually quite interested in the detail about what's going on in the market, specifically if you engage them in that sort of conversation. And, and statistics, accuracy, data can give you insights that increase your knowledge and increase the knowledge you have of the local market over your seller. Because, of course, your sellers are going to be quite have a lot of knowledge about their local area because they live in it and it's, you know, they're motivated by it. So you definitely want to always position yourself to know more than your customer. Yeah. And, and what I would say, ladies and gentlemen, watching this is this, is whilst I would not necessarily, well, I don't feel happy you using these stats on social media without my express permission. I have no issue whatsoever with you downloading them and using these on your valuations. So if you were really, really smart, you could probably start using graphs like let's set this one here because again you don't need to be a professional to actually Chris, know what that. i would say is again think about what is the customer that you're meeting what are they seeing they're seeing different and conflicting messages depending on the nationwide's report the halifax's report the bank of england's report you know the um, um land registry's report and they're not in the industry. So they get confused by this. What is actually going on? And this causes uncertainty because there's nothing concrete. And then they see the headlines in The Guardian, 2.4% annual house price falls and go, oh my God. But if you read that article, it says, your house is still worth 45 grand more than it was two years ago, three years, uh, four years ago. Um, so estate agents have the opportunity to set the record straight. That's the point. Because none of the people that they meet are looking at 20 EA stats or looking at the individual stats of the local market that the agents are looking at, right move insights and Zoopla's insights and so on. They're looking at the headlines from the Guardian, the Telegraph, the Mail, the whatever. So it's never, I don't think it's ever been, it's always been important, but it's never been more important to set the record straight. Go out as the trusted advisor, as the actual bloody expert that you say you are, because if you don't, then, and you don't find out what the customer thinks, then you're going to struggle. You have to be the voice of your town's property market. You have to come across as the most knowledgeable person in the property market. And, you know, if you're checking out, if, and again, don't feel comfortable on social media without, but on, on, on valuations, you can download this and use this to your heart's content. I've got an issue with that. And, you know, even if you are a man or woman off the street, there is nothing that a man, off, man or woman off the street couldn't take away from that graph, is there? No, the, the two questions that would be in my toolkit above all else right now. Why are you moving now? And what do you know about the current housing market conditions? And you build everything around that. Rather than, here's my brochure, here's my website, here's the properties that we've sold, should we go on the market? What price do you want? Because then you're just an order taker, aren't you? Well, you're an order taker to a certain extent because you're looking for good news. Get into a conversation with people. Respect the fact that these people are moving and respect the fact that you understand what they've been exposed to from the media and statistics. And is it right? And if it isn't, and it most of the time won't be, then your role is to educate and advise. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of estate agents think that, you know, people buy from people. They don't. They buy from people they trust. How do you get someone to trust you? They have to think that you know more than them and that you are a trusted advisor. And how do you do that? You ask them difficult questions where you can say, well, the other estate agents didn't ask me that. Well, this guy obviously knows what it, or woman knows what she's ta he's talking about. And if you're chucking out stuff like this, it shows what the market is doing. And you can say, well, Chris, I haven't got tight. Or is that probably hasn't come up on the screen, has it? Hold on a second. Let me just do that. Hold on. If you're chucking out stuff like this, you're not, not checking out, but showing them and saying, look, well, this is what's happening in the property market. As you're, you know, then then they will use you because they, they're looking for someone to hold their hand, to guide and support them on their own moving journey. And it, your job is not just to say, hi, my name is Chris Watkin. Sit down, shut up while I give you the, my PowerPoint presentation. Because you're just a glorified double glazing salesman. And you're not sending this out. You're, you know, you need to, because you're then asking the client to understand what you're sending them. You are 
helping them interrogate and understand the data and how it applies to their potential move and your strategy for getting them out of this property and into the one they want to go to. And please, you can download it and use it in your valuations. You don't need to be a client of mine to use this. Okay. Right. Shall we now move on and look at Cheadle, mate? All right. If you want. Have you ever been? Yes. What do you think? Um, I will reserve judgment. Not reserve comment. Um, it, um, it's, I'm sure it's a beautiful part of the world. Very, very nice. Lovely people in there. Um, nice market. Um, some good agents, as there are everywhere else. Right, boys and girls. So we're looking at Cheadle. Now, all the data, now again, so that just just block, block your ears up, Brian, because you've heard this so many times. Ladies and gentlemen, we every all the data from the show has come from the 20 EA Insights platform. Um, for the purposes also for this that next half, where we talk about a town, also come from 20 EA um, Insights. And we're actually using the platform where the stats come from. Now, um, this is right move plus on steroids with lasers and glitter balls. Okay. Um, I have not been paid in any way, shape, or form, or given any consideration to promote this website. They give me this website free of charge, but in return, I mentioned the use of it. What I'm showing you here and now is what you can have on your own town, and you can do exactly what I'm going to show you now to show that if you are a good estate agent, because the quite simple fact is this, this will show you whether you are a good estate agent or not. And also, if you are a good estate agent, how you can prove why you can charge one and a half percent as opposed to one percent. Uh, as that is that okay? That that's the end of the the disclaimer. I have to say it. So here we go, boys and girls. We're going to be looking at Cheadle. Cheadle, we're looking for the purposes of the postcode SK8. And this is South Manchester. So we're going to start off with new instructions, Brian. Um, and it quite obviously, let's remember the 383. What I'd like to do is I'm going to keep talking, jump in when you want to say something. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah, of course. So let's start off with Andrew Snape. And Andrew Snape seems to be, um, oh, right. Okay, so their market share seems to be on the slide. Uh, looking at 2021, they were hovering around the, the 16, 17% mark, and they have been drifting downwards in, since then. So um, interestingly, as the number one player, their average price that they've put on the market has been 378 compared to 383. And this particular here is we're looking at new instructions between the 1st of Jan 21 and the 9th of August, which was yesterday, because we're filming this on Thursday the 10th, and it should be published tomorrow morning on the Friday the 11th. Maine and Maine, let's see what them bad boys are doing. And again, they seem to be well, nice and steady around the 10% mark. Okay, Gascoigne Hallam, slight growth there, 406. Maine and Co. 351, they obviously seem to be more of a um, probably a, a middle market, lower middle market. Well, you've got Which, number three and four there that are basically the Connells group. So yes. it's interesting that you've got those two. They have, as a as a business, the market share. You know, gas coins. If you, had, if you had together gas coins and Bridgefords, then you've got 600 instructions, which is quite a chunk. It is. Uh, Andrew Dawson's, again, they seem to be uh, slowing down in terms of their um, market share for new instructions. Snowden Wilkinson, again, they seem to be a slightly higher priced agent. That's interesting. Um, Mitchell Williams, 348. Again, if you just compare with the average 348, Obviously, had a damn good month that one, but again, one one swallow doesn't make a spring. Leighton Snow, and again, Moisey Jarman. Again, not not nothing really seismically different changing there, Brian. That's competitive market. You know, there's um, you know, the one thing that I would say is that you've got a lot of people all, you know, it's a it's a close league table. So you've got a lot of people that are, you know, with a bit of a spring in their step can actually change positions quite quickly on that. And what is, what is particularly interesting, Brian, is at the moment I'm doing a daily countdown of 100 biggest estate agents in the UK by just raw unit sales numbers. And I'm comparing their total sales in 21, their total sales in 22, and their total sales year to date to the 14th of July. And what is quite really strange, because they're all on different parts of the country, is this, is that they all of them tend to be the same so if they were like 91st in 21 they'll be 92 or 93 in 22 and about 94 there's no big seismic i've gone from 90 to 60 it's no. weird yeah so yeah well it's called lack of innovation chris 
Right. Let's just have a quick look at the USP. So um, we're now looking at, we're just now, we're just looking, we always like to look at the upper quartile. So we've gone for anything over half a million squindoodles. And it quite clearly see that Snowden Wilkinson, now again, that's interesting. There isn't that, there is not one dominant player in the upper quartile, is there? No, no, not at all. No, again, similar league cable to the last one. You know, there's, uh, you know, something innovative can suddenly change that very, very quickly. Something's telling me here that there is a potential opportunity here for an upper quartile agent. Now, you could say, well, could you do that on 660? Now, again, I learned an interesting fact yesterday is this, is that the upper quartile only accounts for 18% of the market, but accounts for 52% of its fees. Value, the value, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a bit like Apple, really. What market share do you want? Do you want units or do you want value? Value is obviously more cost-effective for you, units, um is sometimes more obvious um and people think it's less work uh, and probably less cost to get volume of get the volume market um whereas your presentations at the higher end um have to be uh, have to be a bit more you have to spend a bit more money to get the 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 prime um prime market but you know the idea is get both it's hard work i mean certainly i was with the uh the by design guys which is matt Giggs and david lindley yesterday and chatting to them on their podcast and we almost came to the conclusion that if you want the upper quartile i mean th this is an interesting stat is that we've done the this is our 31 show 31st show is that we always look at a town and there's only been one location in the whole of the uk where the number one agent in the mid lower market was the number one agent in the middle market was the number one agent in the upper market that is and that's exeter so that's quite you know that's really rare normally that's why we just had a quick look at the upper quartile let me just quick look at the sale agrees just to see um what the market is. sometimes you get in the agency chris you get the individuals in that brand who are more comfortable at seeking out certain property types that they're, that they're happy with doing. You know, um, some people go for the big stuff. Some people go for the middle stuff. Some people go, you, we tend to go for the stuff that we uh, feel most confidently dealing with the clients uh, and getting the responses. So, Indeed. Right. So let's just have a look at sale agreed. So Andrew Snape on new instructions was 11.48. On sale agreed, 11.92. Um Main and Main, 10.58 on their market share. Sale agreed at 12%. So it looks like Main and Main are good at selling houses. Uh, Gascoigne Hallam, 9% for listings. Let's see what their sales are at 10%. Again, not bad, guys. Um, Bridgeford's 8.5% on your new instructions and 7%, 7.01 on your sales. So again, a little bit lower, guys. Could probably do a bit better there. Sorry. Um, Andrew Dawson's 7.3% uh, on your new instructions, said agreed, 8.34. So again, uh, in, there's, a, there's, a, there's a pattern there. The, the independent agents tend to sell more houses. We've got some stats to prove that in a second. Let's have a look. And then finally, let's just look at Mitchell Williams, 5.84 and, um, and on their new instructions and Snowden's 7. So very similar, a bit more. So the independents seem to be working a little bit, not harder, but being a higher propensity of selling. And now we actually can prove that in this following graph here. So what we'll just have a quick look at here is this. Okay, so the market in uh, Cheadle from summer 22. So we're comparing summer 21, summer 22 as that year versus summer 22, summer 23. And the number of listings in the last year has dropped by 3.9% compared to, so there's 3.99 less listings between summer 22, summer 23, to summer 21, summer 22. So interestingly, look, Andrew Dawson's dropping, Leighton Snow's dropping, Callahan's dropping. Um, yeah, and it looks like Reed's Rains are coming up, but again, from a low number, and Snowden Wilkinson, again, they seem to be growing you know and and then the, 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 this this center graph here just shows you so the further you are off to the right the more listings you have and the further you are up then the the average price so you can quite see that it's quite nicely packed there's no one big one let's just put that here visually and you can see the graphs moving so you so you can quite clearly see here what's the, this one's here that main and main have, have dropped by 11 percent okay let's have a look uh let's look at andrew snapes they've They've dropped by 2.3. Um, Gascoigne's, okay, let's look at Bridgeford's. Again, this, very tight, isn't it? 
Well, the question that I would be looking at as an estate agent is why have Reed's Reign suddenly bounced up and listed more properties very recently? Is that to do with the fact that I'm not sure? Are they all franchised now? Have they changed ownership? Have they got new staff in there? It's always very, um, we used to be very clear about if you put in, as soon as a new manager or a new lister starts in a town or in a branch, they tend to do one thing and they go and be a super proactive for the first four or five months and, you know, and, and beyond. And that always used to bring in some new listings that, um, you know, used to wake people up a little bit. The trick has always been the hardest one is to maintain that level of intensity throughout your entire time there rather than just the first 12 months. Okay. I mean, obviously, look, that's the, that's, that's, that the thing is this. Reed's Reigns have a great percentage, but it's running off a low number. As you can see this one, this this one here, not moving particularly well. Um, yeah, but it's twenty three percent growth on their business, so that means that they would even let they, either they just opened or they've got a new uh, new team because something's just happened there. They bounced themselves up from where they were yeah. before because they've grown by twenty two percent. But then Snowden's Snowden's look, the actual move is much bigger because we were coming off a bigger bigger lump. That's yep. a, that, it's all strings and roundabouts, but I just think it's important just to have a look. Yeah, absolutely. That's okay. 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 So um, this is quite a detailed graph, a detailed chart. Uh, and that, this is the problem with this chart is that it's not particularly user friendly. I know, Brian, you know this, but there might be some people watching this that have not seen this before. And we just have to spend 30 seconds explaining what this graph is about and where there is some pure, pure gold in this okay so what we've got here is ignore the new instructions levels and the sold submit to contract levels we're looking at the exchanged versus the withdrawn because a property will only leave an estate agents if she either exchanges or she withdraws you agree on that principle absolutely we're ignoring fall throughs we're ignoring price changes we'll come on to price changes in a second and we can quite clearly see here that for every 100 houses that Maine and Co. put on the market, they will exchange on 75.5 and 24 will withdraw. Gascoigne Hallam at 80. Now, well done, Gascoigne Hallam. That's a really good figure. Andrew Snaith at 70 and Bridfords at 58. Isn't that interesting? Now, normally, I'm making a sweeping statement here, the corporates will have lower numbers than the independents. So if you put your house on the market with a corporate estate agent, your chances of selling are lower. That is a cold, hard fact, okay? I'm not criticizing, it's just that's what the numbers sh show us. But well done, Gascoigne Hallam, because they're um, they're in a corporate, they're, they're a corporate, aren't they? Yes, they're part of Countrywide. Right? Yeah, yeah. Massive well done there, guys. That is one of the highest figures that's in that chart. So you're actually breaking the mold. So a big round of applause there for the guys at Gascoigne Hallam. Andrew Snape at 70, Bridgeford's at 58, Snowden Wilkinson at 72, Mitchell's. So again, we've got Callahan's at 88, Reed's Reigns at 60, Morris Kilbride at 68. Well done, Morris, coming in there. Um, that's quite a mixed bag, isn't it? And if I was one of those higher numbers, I would I'd be using that to get more listings off the other agents, wouldn't you? Uh, absolutely, yeah, because at the end of the day, you're being instructed by somebody to help them complete a move. Not, as I've said before, you're not being instructed to put their house on the market. Put it going on the market is a component of the overall, the three components you need to complete to help the customer with what they've asked you to provide the service for, which is to get them moved or get the property completed, not on the market. So the only stats that matter are the exchange stats. And the price that's achieved compared to the others. So we'll cut. So this is so this is the big one. Is this ignore the fall throughs? And again, here the fall through rate thirty one point percent. So again, if you're if you're an agent that's over that thirty one, so Maine and Maine have a higher fall through rate, whilst you, Mosley, Jarman, and, and Morris Kilbride have a lower one. Nice one, guys and girls. Price changes just shows you that Morris Kilbride big price changes. Andrew Dawson's big price changes. Gascoigne Hallam, one of the lowest. Again, nice one, guys. That shows you don't need to move your stock. You're selling it. So again, a big round of applause to Gascoigne Hallam there with regard to the fact they seem to be putting decent properties on the market, not having to reduce them. Any thoughts on this before we go? No, I think I mean we, we've covered it off there. It's obviously a market that is um, you know well-balanced um, and the numbers, yeah, you can tweak them. Some of the withdrawal numbers at forty percent there would 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 set alarm bells ringing all around the all around the business. But it's a a well trodden path. This message. 
So now we now move on and look at which estate agent is overvaluing properties and then what are the agents actually achieving for those properties. So what happens is this is that 20EA will apply your uh, will apply um, an automated valuation model or in essence a Valpal figure to every one of your listings. And then it will then look at what you put the house on the market for. So therefore, of the 131 properties that Maine and Maine put on the market, they their average asking price was 1.24% above what uh, 20EA thought the house was worth. Gascoigne had a 1.34. Andrew Snape, 3.3. Guys, it looks like you might be just cooking your figures there, slightly, not, you know, over, slightly overvaluing. That's not a criticism but you might be doing that to get your house on the market. While Snowden Wilkinson, they, they're tight, they're valuing really, really tight. Bridgeford's at 2.83, Morris Kilbride 2.77, Callahan's 1.31. But then it doesn't really matter what you put the house on the market for, it's what you actually sell the house for, okay? So therefore we then see what was the price achieved from the original, from the original asking price to what you actually sold. So therefore main and main, you actually sold your house three point your average sale price versus what you originally put it on the market for was 3.16 below Gascoigne Hallam we said that they were valuing tight and they are valuing tight so again big round of applause to Gascoigne Hallam there Andrew Snape 2.85 um, again so the bigger than the bigger the red this way that means that they're more they're chopping off your asking price okay Quite interesting to see Morris Kilbride here. That they are, whilst they might probably again just slightly not overvaluing, but putting the house on the market fuller prices, they're getting them. So you know, mass that that screams at me now in a good way. So what I would say is this: is and again, jump in if you want to say anything. Is percentages do tend to screw most people's heads up. So what twenty EA say is this: if every single person put on a four hundred grand house, well, sorry, was worth. Four hundred thousand pounds, not asking price, but worth four hundred thousand pounds. What would all the agents get for it? And you right. can see that here that the average estate agent here at the bottom would get three hundred ninety-nine thousand four hundred and seventy-two. So let us go down this this, and again, Maine and Maine would get three hundred ninety-two. So they would get seven thousand three hundred pounds less than the average estate agent in SK eight. Whilst Gascoigne and Hallam would get £5,100 more than the average agent. Andrew Snape, 1961 more. Bridgeford's, 407 which is £7,000 more. Snowden-Wilkinson, £4,000 less at 395 So, and we've got, we can come down here, we've got Reed's Reigns at 432 well done. And we've got Morris Kilbride at 410 So what, that, what this is telling me is this. That you know, if you put your house on the market with Morris Kilbride, Morris Kilbride will get you on average ten thousand nine hundred thirty-eight pounds more than the average Cheadle estate agent. The average estate and if I was up against, say, Andrew Dawson's, I could say, look, I will get you nineteen thousand pounds more than them. Well, not Chris. Let's look at Yopa for me. Get into Yopa. So you, you tell me the Yopa would get 45 grand more than every other agent in um, all those top agents for the house in Cheadle at 400 grand. So what you've got to be careful is this. You know, there's lies, damn lies and statistics. Yeah. This is that they're only working off eight listings. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. just not, yeah. So therefore, the lower the numbers, if you go and scroll down here, there is some wild and wacky numbers here. You know, specialist property solutions, 7.8. That's probably because it might be a what's name hole or and they've done it up and it went to auction. You don't know these things. You've got to be yeah. silent. You have, you know, so the, the fewer the numbers, the less usable is uh, is this data. But so you're really looking at the top four there, right? Top five, possibly. as, the, as Possibly. The sample size. Or top 10 or something like that. Just gives you an idea, but the simple fact is this: is that this piece of software enables you to go to the estate agent's house, uh, to the homeowner's house, and say, "Here is independent proof that I will get you ten thousand pounds more than anyone that than the that other agent." That's why you should use my agency. And yes, you have to pay an extra thousand pounds more, but nets you nine grand. So what are you going to do? Are you is it you can either save yourself a thousand pounds and lose ten grand? What are you going to do, Mrs. Miggins? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Right, let's move on. Uh, he disproved that graph if you're not one of the agents that can, can, can say that. <laughs> um, and again, do check this out. I do believe 20EA, if you have a couple of postcodes, it's free of charge. And then if you want a few more, then you just have to pay for it. But again, I don't know what the, the numbers are. And don't mention my name simply because I don't get any kickbacks. I'm just a fanboy of this software. And I know you are too as well, Brian, aren't you? You love yeah. to know yeah. Right. So um, how quickly do agents sell their houses? So um, interestingly, at the moment, it's taking 55 days to get the property from NI, new instruction to sort of the contract. Um, and it is taking 130, 134 days. Bloody hell. Now, again, let's just have a look at what that looks like here is that it just shows you how long it takes to sell a house how long it takes in terms of new instructions to sale agreed and then from sale agreed to completions. So you can quite clearly see here that in terms of the, the best estate agent in um, to get your house sold quickly is these three estate agents here. But again, it's not all about new instruction to sale agreed. It's how quick you get it through from sale agreed to completion. And um, we can quite clearly see that Mosley Jarman and Andrew Snape seem to, well, Mosley Jarman, uh, well done there, guys. It looks like you're getting yourself through a lot quicker. And but, then, but Mosley Jarman won't be using that particular stat on their listings, and they'd be mad if they don't. They should be. Because the grey area basically is the uncertainty. Yes, it's uncertain when you go on the market, but the clock starts and the, the, um, the heart starts to beat 10 times faster once your deal starts to move. And everybody I've ever dealt with in 35 years thousands and thousands and thousands of people when the sale is proceeding they want to reach exchange as quickly as possible and they will do anything that you can help them that you can advise them to help speed that process up we talked about it it takes too long it's crazy but that is the one part that is a significant value as a proposition to someone who's thinking of selling their house more than anything else unless of course they're, they're doing that because they're getting 35 grand less than everybody else. Then, of course, you're trading time for money. But actually, I suspect they're not. Well, let's have a quick look. Mosey Jarman, where were they? Uh, da, 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 da. They're, they're quite good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well done, Mosey Jarman there. Um, yeah, there's a huge... So really, look at the difference between the best estate agent and the the, the all the other agents in terms of new instruction to completion date you know there is a there's a hundred almost 100 days or three months difference so therefore those agents that are selling a little bit quicker could use those stats if you need someone to sell quickly here's independent proof okay right but this is the reality chris right of the business model for for sales estate agents it's uninvestable you're putting a cost into your business and you are realizing the profit of that the return on your investment because it's what it is you know you're essentially buying a property because you're going to spend money on it to market it and you're getting a return 75 percent of the time if you're lucky and on average whatever that time was what's that six months yeah months later and during that entire entire time the only time you know 100 percent that you've got a return on your investment is likely to be 10 days before the end and you're doing nothing to change it. Wow. Let me tell you, people that are opening up in this country from abroad, the Americans, the French now, number of people, Britain has the one of the third, I think it's the third or fourth largest financial property market, not on unit numbers, on value in the world. The people and we are looked at with envious eyes by a lot of people abroad and a lot of companies are getting footholds and coming in and trying to find innovative new solutions to get a chunk of your market they're eating your lunch because you're just not changing and we and we look at it and we go well purple bricks came in and look what that's done not an awful lot five percent of the market Puh, doesn't affect us and you might be right yeah but actually this will not stop People will not stop looking at our market and trying to get into it and trying to do things better because it is exactly what you just said. It's so incredibly valuable. But let's look at the hard facts of life right now. The market is not in crisis, right? There's opportunity, huge opportunity to grow. The value 
of the business that you can create is huge. But you've got to innovate. You've got to have a USP. You've got to say something that's different, whether that's these stats are a great place to start or your model needs to tackle some of the major challenges that your customers face, not what you think they want. Go and ask them. What are you worried about? What concerns have you got? How do you feel about the market? What are your thoughts about moving? And shut up and listen to them. And then you build your solution around that. You create trust with yourself, trust with your brand, trust with your service. You'll be instructed on more cases than you ever have before. But if you don't do anything differently, you're just going to ebb and flow on the tide of the market year after year. Whilst we have inflation going up, the cost of your business is increasing. Managing your staff will never get easier. Do something different, but respect the fact that you have a hell of an opportunity here if you do. Brian, thank you for your time today. You've been insightful as ever. <laughs> uh, just before we finish that, we I did just show the rental screen. So if uh, anyone wants to watch that, watch that back on the video and you'll see the, see the graphs. Sorry, uh, I was talking over it. Right. But Brian, thank you for your time today. It's been insightful as always. Uh, thank you for your time. We'll invite you back in about a month's time uh, for your insight and wisdom. More importantly, thank you for watching the UK Property Market Stats Show. Um, thank you for the kind words that you send me. Uh, it does take a good five hours to and two hours of my VA's time as well. Thank you, Tatiana in South Africa, for doing that as well. Uh, it does take five hours to do this. So um, thank you for the kind words that you do. And I know a lot of you get a lot of benefit from it. Like I say, please, 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 whether you're a client of mine or not, I'm more than happy for, to use the graphs that you can download off YouTube in your sales presentations, not on your social media without my express commission, because I have to save those for my own clients that they can use on social media. But if you want to use them on, on your iPads, I've got no issue at all with you with that at all. If I can help you uh, secure more business that way. Brian, thanks again for your time and okay. thanks for watching. We'll see you next week on week 32.